The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to Intuitive Connections, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, and welcome to Intuitive Connection. Today, I'm really excited to have our guest, Janessa, here for an intuitive reading. And Janessa, you found me on Facebook. Something called to you to get this free reading opportunity and something called back to me as well. And we were talking a little bit before we went live. And the cool thing that really speaks to me is you're doing the same jam that I'm doing, right? You're starting your career as uh, intuitive, but you just started, right? Yeah, it's been only about six months that I've really been publicly available and really putting myself out there. And it's been about a year since I made the decision to transition from the nutrition coaching space into the spiritual development and intuitive space. The reason that your post in the podcast group really stood out to me was because I have been feeling like just in the process of me building a business and having you know, having a lot of other people's energy and messages and guidance and all that stuff come through, I'm feeling disconnected from my own. And it's just a funny spot that I'm in where I feel like I'm preaching a lot more than I'm practicing. And it's not even necessarily from like, I'm too busy and I can't now. It's more like I'm having a hard time like connecting with the things that really brought me into a place where I found like value and resonance with all the stuff I'm teaching now. And And it's not like, it's not like it's completely disconnected or anything. It's just, you know, when something slightly feels like it's slipping away from you and there's this like big question mark over here. And then something just made me want to talk to you about that. I love that. Well, that's your intuition. Beautifulness. Okay. Well, congratulations and welcome. Welcome fully into the world of woo. And is definitely, I see from your energy where you belong, but there's a heaviness in your heart. There's a heaviness in your heart around this. And the guides are saying, I'm going to launch right into it. The guides are saying too, even the first thing that you did, the nutrition coaching, I'm guessing that when you took that on, you probably are having similar issues there than you're having now as you make this career transition. It feels to me around taking ownership of your decisions, honoring this is what I want to do despite what other people in my world, particularly, I think a lot of this comes from early childhood kind of conditioning, which it usually does, um, but you may not see it that way. But it feels like there's a feeling of, I want to do this my way, but I don't quite trust myself. I don't know if that landed or not from your face. No, I think I'm just sitting with that because what you said about some of the things I used to run into before in my business, a lot of the things that I felt like I didn't necessarily achieve or accomplish there was absolutely from a lack of trust and like conviction in what I know. 
And the thing is, in what I'm doing now, I feel like I don't have that same distrust, but some of the same patterns are still there. So, you know, like I'm probably just in the process of I definitely trust myself a lot more now, but I'm sure that there is still something there that's like, you know, it's not fully opened itself up. So on one hand, I'm like, yeah, that could be right. But on the other hand, I'm kind of like, I don't know, you know? Yeah. A thousand percent. Absolutely. Yes. And to clarify or to support you. So that is really helpful. What the guides say is, yes, absolutely. Hold yourself. Hold yourself and understand that, first of all, it was a bold and brave step to take on this particular business, to go out and say, this is what I'm going to do, and to really own and align with your truth and your calling. So I want to validate that for you, okay? That is a thousand percent correct. And the first step that you took in that first career was out of the box enough. Yeah. And this is like an even more ginormous step that you couldn't have taken if you didn't make that other one first. But again, some of those same patterns and stories are coming up. It's normal. It's normal. It's natural. It's exactly as it should be. So it is not saying that you didn't make the right step or that you're not listening more deeply or you're not incredibly brave and strong and ready to take this next step in your world because all of those things the guides say are a thousand percent true. And, you know, I have this image of like, you know, you running this marathon and they're cheering you from the sidelines and you're like, but I stumbled. If I stumbled a little bit, they're like, don't worry about stumbling. Don't worry about the stumbles. The stumbles are part of life. So this feeling that you have that in order for it to be right, I have to be like, you know, running the race with no stumbles. That's not how human life works. But again, they also want to know that the idea that you had that just because you take this step, everything's going to line up and you're going to like be flying now. Mm -hmm. You are flying. You've always been flying. Like that is the nature of your true being and who and what you really are. And at the same time, when we are in human form, we experience our human experience. But really what's important for you to know, Janessa, is like the mark of success is not running without stumbles. The mark of success is just running the freaking race and being who you are and being comfortable and at peace and loving and kind to who you are. And because you still have this voice in your head, this critical voice in your head that says you shouldn't be doing this at all. Why the hell are you running this race? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, this is not the race you're supposed to be running. Like, you have to do it perfectly or it's a fail because you still have that voice a little bit activated. And because every step that you take that is not aligned with what you were told you were supposed to do as a child, and I'm not even sure that there's one path. I think it's more a matter of you've been out of the box of what you were supposed to do for your whole life. So it's like you never feel like you got that right, right? It's not like you were trying to please so much as you couldn't please. So you you gave up trying. Whew. So letting that pass. It's important for you to know a couple of things right now. One, the guides say you're totally on the right path. So let that go. Stop worrying about it and stop looking for external validation from people that aren't going to give it to you and places that you're not going to find it, that you're on the right path. Do you know how you know you're on the right path? Because this is what you want to do. End of story. Yeah. Okay. You're looking for external validation that says like, I'm on the right path, you know, and you're looking for yourself to provide it, which you can <laughs> and you do, but you're also looking at every stumble as, well, maybe I'm not, well, maybe I'm not. And then you're looking for everyone else in that outside world to tell you, Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. But here's how life works. And here's how the law of attraction works. And I want you to really pause so you can take this in. If you are playing in your mind a ticker tape 
that says, I'm not enough. 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 And many of us are, and that's okay. Love that part of yourself. I understand where it came from. We can talk about where it came from. You've done the work, so you know. But if you're playing that ticker tape in your mind, then that's what you're going to attract. That's what you're going to attract in other people. Now, you are not only playing that ticker tape. You have a lot of different songs of playing. And so you're going to get a mixed response. You're going to get some people that are going to be like, go, Janessa, you're the bomb. And then you're going to get people that are resonating with the ticker tape and they're going to like go into your sense of not enoughness and relate to you from there. And your job is to do a couple of things. One, use some discernment. Choose the messages that make you feel good about you because those are the only ones that count. Any message that doesn't make you feel good about you is the wrong message, period. Even if people have something valid to say, right? Sometimes people give me some really valid feedback, but because of my own ouchy points, like I don't like it. <laughs> and it sends me spinning for a while. You know, hello, human. I love you. Giving her a kiss. Mwah. You know, but when it's delivered in a loving, kind way, that's when I hear it, right? That's when I hear it. And sometimes I got to like process before I can hear it. And most importantly, what the guides say for me, for you, for everybody listening, you're not going to process it when you're spinning. And if you keep attracting people that are delivering a message from a bandwidth that is disempowering, you need to learn to let go of those messages. And that's what we started this whole conversation with, right? That's where we started. We started with you saying, hey, I'm taking on this new career. I am transitioning from nutrition coaching to the world of woo and being a real intuitive or whatever you're calling yourself. I don't know what that is. What are you calling yourself business-wise? I'm an intuitive astrologer and holistic healing practitioner. Love it. All right, right? So you're moving into that, which is a step beyond being a nutrition coach, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as you move into that more and more, you know, understand that the places where you don't trust you are going to be activated in others. They're going to be activated anywhere. And we can look at this one of two ways, right? We can look at this as, oh, no, I'm not fixed, healed, and completely perfect yet, and therefore I'm forking out my life. Okay. You could do that if you want. It's not accurate. It's not empowering. It doesn't feel good, but I've been there. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> or you can understand, oh, wow, look, my humanness is showing me where she still needs some attention and some love. And this is normal mm -hmm. because every step that I take on my life, whatever step that is, and there are no wrong steps, by the way, this whole idea that like, this is right, this it's tripping you up. Whatever you want to do in the now, whatever you feel deeply called to do, whatever is fun for you, that's it. That's the whole jam. That's what you should be doing right now. Okay. Yeah. That's specifically true for you, but it's kind of true for everybody listening. Yeah. But it is really specifically true for me, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's funny that you say that. I think that right there is something that has been bugging me, but I didn't know it was bugging me until you just said that. It's like that big question mark that was festering and I didn't know what it was. Just when you're running your own business, you're managing a lot of different things and you're wearing a lot of different hats. I also have two kids. <laughs> like right. I'm really busy. I don't have 40 to 50 hours a week like a, you know, childless entrepreneur. And I have to get really strict isn't the word, but I have to get really organized with my time. And I have a really hard time being able to do the things that I am finding inspiration in when they come to me in the moment, because it's almost always when I'm in the middle of my obligations that can't allow me to express it. So I'm trying to run a business and raise children. And like, I'm fully aware of the balancing act that's responsible there. Yeah. But there is that feeling within me where I'm like, 
I don't want to have things on my schedule because I want to wake up and feel into it and do exactly what I needed to do that day. And for the most part, it usually is business oriented, but I have this like structure I'm trying to create for myself. And I feel like in the pursuit of structure and consistency, there's something in me where like the excitement and that like pure aligned joyful feeling that got me into this isn't coming through anymore when I'm trying to quote unquote, go to work in my working hours and things like that. So that really just struck me. Yeah. You said so much in there. You said so much in there. I am excited to unpack that. Number one, that feeling of conflict between doing what you want to do and caring for others. Mm -hmm. That's from your childhood. That's from your childhood and where you felt constricted as a child in your own dreaminess, in your own pursuits, in your own joy, in your own inspiration, and where you felt like those moments. This is not the exact example, but this is an example I get from working with a lot of kids. You know, you're doing your thing and you're having fun and then someone screams, it's time to, you know, stop everything that you're doing right now and empty the dishwasher. You know, that's not the specific example for you. Yours is actually, it's deeper than that. But, you know, I'm just thinking of the kids I have. I have kids that say, you know, I'm doing my homework. And my parent is like, stop everything that you're doing right now to empty the dishwasher. I'm like, don't they understand I'm doing my homework? And it's a little like that. It's a little like you could never get into your own flow as a child because the powers that be, and I feel mostly the female parent, but yeah. There's stuff there with both of them, but mostly the female parent just simply had their own agenda. They were very overwhelmed. They were very stressed. They were trying to sort of hold everything together and they had very little understanding about what your needs would be, right? They thought they were meeting your needs, Mm -hmm. you know, because they were structuring the world in a certain way to get everything done, but like they weren't a very empathetic person. And so, you know, they understood what they needed to do to make everything work according to their specifications, but there was never really an accounting or tuning into what your beautiful, precious, beautiful little soul and gentle little soul needed. Okay. And so when you're on the other side of that equation, you feel pinched again. You feel pinched again, both because of your own experience as a child, but also because your mother was highly stressed all the time. And always feeling like you were an imposition and always telling you that you all were an imposition. If you like didn't follow the schedule exactly, you were wrong, you were bad, you were like screwing everything else up. And on top of that, you were screwing everything up for yourself because this parent's messaging was everything I'm doing is for you. (laughs) Right. So you're behind a rock in a hard place. And as I say this, I see the energy releasing a little bit and you can take a breath because that's what you're experiencing in those moments. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And it's, it's funny, like I have no conscious resentment or um, like memories that I hold on to from childhood with my parents. I'm actually really lucky in that regard, where like, I know that we don't get away trauma free. But I know that I don't have really big traumas in that department. I think more than anything, it's probably just imprinting that hasn't come out and released itself yet. Mm-hmm. But you're absolutely right with the being raised in a household that didn't have an ounce of empathy or even consideration for someone else's energetic or emotional needs, where we really were kind of just given like the basic necessities of livelihood. Like there's right. a roof over your head, you have clothes on your back. I put you in programs, I drive you everywhere. I feed you. What else do you need? Exactly. And we weren't allowed to express any type of emotion. And 
my parents never said anything verbally that would make us feel like we were in imposition. But I think because I'm so empathetic, it never needed to leave their mouth. Right. It's yeah. sensitivity. And again, I can read your parents too. And you weren't in imposition at all. Like they loved you. It's just how they understood what their job was. Right. And so everything is a system. It's supposed to work a certain way. Everyone's supposed to work the way that we want them to work because this is how we make the system work. But it wasn't a soul friendly way of being raised. It worked for them. It was what they knew. It was what they understood life to be. It was what they understood their roles and their jobs to be. But you're just, the only way to say it is you're just more soulful than your parents. So your needs yeah. were greater. It's no dissing on them. They did the mm -hmm. best they can do. Even truly abusive parents, which you did not have, are doing their best. I'm not excusing yeah. any of those behaviors, but you know, mm -hmm. we're all, we're all doing the best that we can do with our limited awareness, wherever that takes us. But for you, that's the messaging that I see. And also just not a lot of time in your childhood to really tune into who am I? What does my soul want to express? What do I want to do? You know, there's, there was a sense of constriction with your own kids. There's some resentment too. And that's okay. Own that we have mixed feelings. You can love your kids and want to strangle them. Okay. Don't mm -hmm. strangle your kids. People listening, don't do that. You know, but we all feel like that sometimes. I love the pants off of my children, my grown children, yeah. right? But there were moments, you know, we're human. So the best thing that we can do when we have those feelings is just to honor them. Don't resist them. Don't think it means you're a bad mom. It just means like, wow, I'm feeling overwhelmed right now. It's normal mm -hmm. to feel overwhelmed. You know, this is a lot and give yourself a hug. That's it. And then it will release. It's when we feel like we can't be feeling something that we're feeling that we get into trouble. Okay. And you know this. Yeah. What you just said. I don't know where this comes from. And I really don't. And maybe you can pick up on it because you just said it. But as soon as I recognize that I have an emotion that is anything but just like positive or grateful or appreciative, for whatever reason, there's this like thing in me that makes me feel like I'm being ungrateful or you can't please me and there's nothing's ever going to be good enough to make me happy. But it's always like, it's not like the thing that I'm doing that makes me feel like that. It's when I recognize that I have an emotion, then for whatever reason, there's this like tape that sort of overrides it where it's like, what is wrong with you? Look at everything you have. And I don't know where the heck that comes from, but that's where the turmoil comes from. You're adorable. You just told us where that came from. <laughs> the listeners are all going, wait, wait. <laughs> They're going to be like, is she listening to herself? <laughs> you just told us where that came from, my beautiful friend. Yes, that came from that childhood conditioning of two parents that understood this is our role. This is what you need to do. And emotions are not welcome. They're not welcome. They're not important. They don't get to be expressed. They have nothing to do with the equation. And your little child is like, but wait, I have feelings too. And I want to be heard and I want to be seen and I want to be acknowledged, not because I'm ungrateful, but because I'm human. And also because the path and, and what you think is good for me is not always what feels good for me. And that doesn't yeah. mean that your parents are wrong or bad. It just means that you wanted to be seen and loved and supported exactly as who you were. And, you know, I'm sure they meant well, but they couldn't see that because that's not where their little eyeballs were looking. Yeah. Okay. And that's just not how they were raised or what they understood was important. But your little soul is just more delicate, more nuanced. And she just more wanted to be expressed. Mm -hmm. So now when those feelings come up, just honor them, understand I get to feel whatever I want. I can be as ungrateful as I want. Right. <laughs> and again, you honor that. You honor the little kid kicking and screaming, you know, and you don't have to indulge everything. 
It's not about that, but it's understanding, first of all, your greatest GPS system for what you quote unquote, where's your purpose? What should I be doing? It's your joy. It's what excites you, right? It's what you feel inspired to. And you're waking that up in you. And as you're waking something up that's been closed down for a real long time by some conditioning, it's not going to be abnormal that some conditioning is not going to reappear, you know, as you're, as you're cleaning out the cobwebs and you're cleaning out and you're making space. So you have to understand that and be comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Number two is honor those feelings, you know, because the more that we sit with ourselves and learn to listen to ourselves, the more we recalibrate to the truest, highest channels. And if we're blocking emotions in any respect, we don't hear the full spectrum of our soul. We don't Mm -hmm. hear the full spectrum of our soul. Now, your emotions, you know, and those suppressed emotions, they're kicking and screaming. They're manifesting all sorts of crap for you to see and experience in your outside world. So don't worry. You're going to get the memo and you're going to do the work either way. But the more you can do it internally by loving the crap out of what's happening inside. Mm -hmm the easier it's going to be, the more joyous it's going to be. And you know this because this is the work that you long to do with your clients. So everything is lining up. Yeah. The third thing I'm going to say, Janessa, is this. Your work will always show you where you're longing to grow. And, you know, life will always show you. But I will tell you that once I get into that intuitive space, you know, it's sort of like issuing the most beautiful challenge to the universe, to life, to your highest self. You're like, I am in this to win it, right? I am really fully in this. And so, you know, you're basically asking life to bring it on in the most loving, kind way. But what that means is, look, since I've been doing this work, it is always so clear to me, everything that I'm working on personally pops into my office in the form of a client. And I love that. Sometimes I'm a little ahead of them. Sometimes we're parallel paths. It doesn't matter. It's because I make that agreement with my higher self to do the work that I do. It makes it so much easier for my higher self to, you know, attract in and support me by bringing in exactly the situations, the people, the experiences where I need to grow to. Another thing that I want to share too is when I first started doing this work uh, a little over a decade ago, my little jam was, you know, making mistakes. And I have just such a kind and conscientious heart. The last thing I ever want to do is harm anyone inadvertently, purposefully, like whatever. And oh my God, the scariest thing for me early on was what if I make a mistake? Here I am, a brand new counselor, you know, intuitive too, but you know, they they lined up, but especially that counseling piece. And all of a sudden I'm working and people are paying me all this money and I've been doing this a hot minute. What if I mess it up? Yeah. And one of my teachers said to me something that was so potent and powerful that I would love to pass along to you at this stage in your adventure is she said, look, don't worry about the mistakes. Any mistakes you make are ones you're meant to make. Mm -hmm. Meaning we have a tacit agreement with anyone who comes into our office, right? And again, you're going to set the intention. You know, many of you have already heard on the show that beautiful prayer that I say at the beginning of every session where, you know, I connect with my higher self. I ask to get out of the way. I ask to be a clear channel. And then I surrender whatever happens to the highest and greatest good. And I do this before every session, no matter what I'm doing. And it's so important because in that moment, I recognize there's something greater at me at work here. I am asking to be the clearest that I can be, but I'm also allowing my humanity to do her thing and understanding and honoring that too. Yeah. That makes sense. And understanding that those things will always dance together perfectly. And as long as I am setting the intention to do my very best and to be my very clearest and to align with my highest and truest self, right? I'm doing everything I need to do to to move forward with this with the most ease, grace, joy, and clear intention. Does that make sense? Yeah, it absolutely does. 
there's a lot of stuff that I don't do in business, but there's a lot of stuff that I don't embody in myself as well, because I feel I'm still at that weird in-between phase where I feel like I've got a bit of a double life. There's this really intuitive spiritual side of me. And then there's the person I am on a daily basis who is the like main pillar of support for, you know, my husband, my two kids, and I've got this other like life right. structure that's going on. And those two things don't always blend. And I do really have a hard time detaching myself from wanting to control outcomes when it comes to how I feel I am either like perfect or less than perfect in either of those roles where like the spiritual side of me completely understands and embraces the fact that we're just so layered and there's so much to us. And this idea of perfection, we'll never meet it, we'll never reach it because we're always perfectly doing what we're doing in any moment because it's what was perfectly meant for us. And I totally get that. But then when I'm in life, it's like it doesn't translate. It doesn't come over there. And I have this absolutely unrealistic bar that I can never, ever reach for myself, no matter what I'm doing. I didn't unload the dishwasher fast enough and now we're running late to martial arts. I didn't, you know, like I'm constantly scrutinizing my ability in anything I do in my life. But on the other side of it, I'm like, you know, I preach unconditional love and I radiate unconditional love. And I'm like, where is this unconditional love for myself? Okay. Well, you answered your own question in terms of what your next steps are, but I'll tell you one thing not to do. Stop beating yourself up for not being perfect in spiritual, human. It's all the same jam, my beautiful friend. And Mm -hmm. look, we've talked a lot already about where this conditioning comes up with leading your life, being a mom. Again, it's a reflection of how you were parented. It's this pressure you feel from both sides, from your inner child not wanting to be rushed and your inner mom thinking this is the only way to run a family and this is what needs to be done, okay? And when we're a parent, this is exactly what happens. (laughs) Our inner child comes up to be healed and then also we often express that inner parent and then those two things fight and we're just like, holy crap, what do I do? So now you know, so you can look at it with a little more awareness. You can give your little inner child a hug and you can also start to be like, what kind of parent do I really wanna be? Do I really wanna unconsciously live the kind of parenting that I created, meaning this is what I understood a good parent to be. Is this who I want to be? It might not be. You might relax. You might recognize that just getting your kids to classes and getting everywhere in time is actually squeezing the life out of everyone. And you might just be able to relax a little bit and allow yourself to sometimes just, you know, have a little more ease and grace in this life that you're creating. But it's hard because you've created this expectation for yourself, for your family. It's an agreement you have with your husband. So there's a lot to unpack there that we're not going to do in the you know, 35 minutes that we have here in this reading. But at least you have a little taste and a little idea of where you need to expand and grow. Okay? But the other thing that I would say is that perfectionism, and there's spiritual perfectionism, there's human perfection, it's all the same darn thing. It all comes from this idea that you're not enough. Mm -hmm. And every human being taps into this to some extent. Every human being experiences this to some extent. And as we change and as we grow and as we allow all the parts of ourselves to be exactly as they are, that is the way that we heal it. Okay? Mm -hmm. And then it's the moment we wake up, the moment we're like, look what I'm doing to myself again. And then you have a choice. You can say, wow, what beautiful awareness that I have. I love you, humanness. I love you. Yeah. Or you can say, oh my God, look what I'm doing. I can't believe I'm doing this. I shouldn't be doing this. I should know better because I should be an aligned soul because I'm 
sharing with the world all these things that they should do, but I'm not doing them. You know, you could go there too. Yeah. And spiritual teachings aren't shoulds. Yeah. Spiritual teachings are just suggestions. They're just suggestions of where you can be when you allow yourself to be there, when you're ready to be there. They're just suggestions. They're seed planting, right? Yeah. And we get to live at all levels of that awareness. We get to be human. We get to be soul and we get to be everything in between. And that's the name of the game in human life. And that's the dance that we're all dancing. And a lot of times teachings will come through me and I'll be like, wow, that's really potent and powerful. I can't believe that came out of my mouth. I'm going to take some time to listen to that Mm -hmm. because I know it doesn't come through me. It comes from my highest self. And anyone who's listened to the podcast knows I'm very transparent in this podcast about, you know, where I'm still learning and growing. I love that I'm still learning and growing. I wouldn't be in this body if I wasn't. And sharing about, you know, my own experiences, I think is one of the most powerful things we can do when we share yeah. and revel in our own humanness with others, rather than feeling like I have to be perfect before I get out there. Cause then you're just sending out this energy of, you know, you're, you're telling your clients, no matter what comes out of your mouth, they have to be perfect too. And they don't. That's a fantastic point. Yeah. And I want to tune back in to see, because there's some practical things that want to come through for you too, because you're actually a pretty practical person and you're actually somebody that likes action steps. Yours truly, I don't like action steps, <laughs> just like to flow. But the way that you get things and also the way that you present, if I'm reading you correctly, you're very structured. You're very structured with your clients. You're very structured with what comes through. And I like that. Don't lose that. It's part of who and what you are. It's part of the good stuff that you got from your family of origin. Okay. And when you learn to do those things together, when you learn to know that you don't have to give someone 10 action steps to be of use, but also that you have the gift to take spiritual principles and put them down into action steps, that's when you're really going to be at peace. Okay. Because you have the ability to do both and it's beautiful. Did you hear that? I felt it. Good deal. You could see goosebumps on me. (laughs) Right. I love the goosebumps. Yeah, you're feeling into that a lot. Um, But you really have a gift. I can see the way that you work. You know, we haven't talked at all about this, but it's important. There's so much information about there, especially anyone who calls themselves a coach or any kind of spiritual entrepreneur or any of that. It is a very full market right now. It is a full market because there's so much need for it, because we are at the leading edge of a whole transformation of this whole human world. And many of us have showed up exactly at this time to be a part of that, okay? And to ride that wave. And that is why that wave is ginormous, okay? So it's good. And the need is infinite, endless. There's not like five clients that we're all vying for. It is a complete transformation of the whole world. And therefore, like everyone who feels called to be some part of that is exactly where they're supposed to be. Yeah. And- At the same time, there's also, because of the way the human world tends to work, there's a lot of people riding that wave, you know, that are not fully awakened yet. And so there's a lot of conditioning. There's a lot of craziness and a lot of people need to hear this. And there's a lot of distraction and confusion and distortion because that is the name of the game. And there's a lot of people telling you, they're capitalizing on this from a place of ego where they're telling you, this is what you have to do to be successful. Mm -hmm. And they're teaching that from a place of fear, from a place of you're not enough. There's not enough, right? It's not enough. And you are wise enough, my beautiful friend, Janessa, to know exactly (laughs) you peg those teachings 100%. And yet there's just this little part of you that's really hungry sometimes and feels like I need to feed (laughs) like that little ouchy part. And so like, it's just sort of like, 
I get the image of like you're putting out water for your cat. You know what I mean? And like you're thirsty. And rather than going to the sink, it's like every once in a while you're like, well, I should just drink from the cat bowl. She just took a drink. That is hysterical. I did. But, but <laughs> like, like I should go to the cat bowl and drink for there. I mean, the water's right there. It's the cat bowl. Like, you know, I should just take a sip out of that. The cat bowl water is for the cat. Does that make sense? I don't know if you have a cat, but that's what I get. I do. <laughs> I hope you don't drink out of the, it's not after the cat drinks out of it. It's like, she feels like, well, I'm making it for the cat. I'll take a sip and I'll put it down. The cat bowl is for the cat. You don't need that water. Okay. So stop drinking there. You're not that thirsty. Just sometimes you feel so thirsty and so desperate. You're like, well, I'll just take a little sip out of the cat bowl, but it's the cat bowl. It's not for you. It's for the cat. Does that make sense? That is one of the weirdest images that ever came through, but I get what I get. Yeah. That's funny that you got a cat. Yeah, I don't know if you see things clairvoyantly, but it'd be interesting to see what cat you saw because I have a cat in my animal spirit realm. And well, it could be that one too. But again, <laughs> I was seeing a physical cat bowl. Yeah. But what I'm seeing is this. It's like you don't have to settle. Yeah. You don't have to settle. You're not that thirsty that you can't go to the tap or find the stream or pick up the whatever you were just drinking. Like, but sometimes you just forget that you're not a cat. <laughs> You just forget that you don't have to just settle for whatever someone puts out for you. You know, like I'm thinking to my dog bowl. I don't have dogs at the moment, but I have, and they are now the property of my soon to be ex-husband. But, you know, whenever I go and visit with him and even when they lived in my household, I don't want to criticize him. It's just like, you're always trying to remember to keep that sucker clean because it gets so gross, you know, but that's, I think, why they gave me that image. And it's like, look, those teachings are for other people. Yeah. Your role is to, you You have the discernment. You know in your head what is from fear and lack and what is your truth. There's just no question. You always know, but your mind keeps telling you, I have to go back to the cat bowl. I have to go back to the cat bowl. That's where the good water is. Yeah. And that's the water that was put out for you as a child based on people that didn't understand your complexity, your, your purpose, like everything about you. They couldn't understand. They're not going to understand. They love you but they're not your people. They're not your audience. They're not who you're meant to reach. Oh, you just got to chill. And they're just, they're not your audience and you don't have to worry about them. And so stop taking those fear-based messages and making them your own. With marketing, with everything, there's nothing that you should be doing right now except for what you want to do. Now, the last thing they want to say before we sign off, because I want to make sure I get it, is as per your dilemma with your creativity and your parenting responsibilities, okay? Number one, It's normal. A lot of people at this age and this lifestyle feel that way. So cut yourself some slack. All doesn't have to be perfect right now. It'll all come out in the wash. Two, you need space for your creativity and your soul to shine. Part of it is the way you're trying to structure your life. You're structuring yourself out of your creativity and joy. I want you to have a notebook with you at all times. And I want you sometimes, this is going to freak you out, but I want you sometimes to let the dishwasher sit with the dishes and the kids sit without their peanut butter sandwiches for 30 seconds for you to say, mommy's going to just take a minute right now and write down something that came through into my little book. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because you need to do that. That's how you're going to create space for yourself. Okay. You're going to allow yourself to be late. You're going to allow the kids to, you know, don't let them kill each other, but if they're pushing each other or, you know, one minute mommy's coming, that's how you're going to start to create that space, both for your inner child that didn't have it, but also for your inner parent that needs it. Yeah. And that's going to change everything. Actually, that's the whole thing. That's going to change everything. And it's going to shift things around so that your life is then going to start revolving around you rather than the other way around. 
Because if you have a belief, my friend, that, you know, I'm getting squeezed out of my own life, which I understand why you have it, (laughs) that's what you're going to experience. And that is okay because we experience what we believe, you know, until we shift the beliefs. And it's not wrong that you haven't shift the beliefs. It's just you're experiencing, it's years of momentum. It's years of conditioning. Like it's all good. But your first step to shifting it and bringing yourself back into your life is to, you know, have this notebook and allow yourself to write in that notebook, even at times when, you know, don't leave, you know, a infant unattended in the bath. But in those moments where, you know, your mind tells you it's not safe, but it's just five minutes, or it's just a dishwasher that gets emptied later, or it's just leaving some dishes in the sink or whatever it is, like those are the times that I want you to just sit down and let your creativity flow. And if you start to write it down and you lose it because the baby's screaming or whatever it is, that's okay. It's about planting those seeds and starting to change. And sometimes change happens gradually. Okay. Mm-hmm. Janessa, is there anything else that you know, you'd know you like guidance on before we wrap this one up or any closing comments on your end? I have this strange desire right now to ask you about what you're picking up from my non-physical team and not from a like what the message is or what they're trying to say sort of thing. It's weird because I feel like there's this massive heavy presence around me, but I can't decipher what's coming through. But it's this like, like I know that there's so many different, like the number and the quantity around me, but I haven't been able to in a very long time discern whether it's angelic or spiritual or guidance or loved ones. And that was something that I was really in connection with. Got it. Couple of things. That's a great question. I love ending with that question. So I think the question that you're asking in general is how do I connect more with my spiritual support team in general, which all of the stuff that we talked about today is going to help that facilitation. Because again, the more present we are with ourselves, the more we can hear them and the more they can work with us. And they're there all the time. You hear them all the time. There's no problem with that. Sometimes it's the need to know that shuts it down. Sometimes we just have to like relax and trust. And Mm -hmm. you know what messages feel right. And, you know, I think I did a whole episode on how do you know it's your intuition, like a little while ago, where the answer was sort of like, when you know, you know, and when you're Mm -hmm. questioning too hard, that's when you take a step back and you don't worry about it because you're never going to know with your mind. You're never going to know with your mind. And once you get stuck, I need to know, and I need to know, and I need to know with my mind, you've lost the thread. Okay. But your soul knows, and you know, when you know with your soul. And then the second thing that you're asking is, how do I know who they are, what they are? You're in a point of transition. So um, you had one way of understanding things, and now you're going to move to a new way of understanding things. So stop trying to understand things right now. Stop trying to understand things right now. I would think about my spiritual guidance support team is just a big amorphous blob of love. They're with you and your conceptual understanding of who they have to be, how they have to be. Is it my spiritual cat? If it's my aunt Janine, is it an angel? Is it uh, any of those things? I want you to stop having to know that. I want you to stop having to know that. What what just happened? Do you have an aunt Janine? (laughs) No, your cat bowl analogy just came full circle. That's so funny. You said that your spirit team can just be seen as one loving, energetic blob of support. 
that's always how it used to come through for me. And I never used to care if there were labels about guides or animals or totems or angels or, and all these different things. And my intuition communicates in all of the Claire senses all at once in an instant. But I have so much brain power, like so much of my energetic and elemental constitution is air and it's wrapped up in my head where my intuition has always, always, always been in my head. And it's just really easy to get lost in the world of all of the other spiritual teachers out there where they want you to come into your body and connect with angels and do all these things. And I've been practicing all those things. And I just don't think that that works for me. And it just came full circle with the cat analogy of like, but those things are for the cat, like stop drinking from the cat bowl, because you were actually always perfectly okay with just knowing what you knew. And you didn't need to know who was saying anything to you because you just knew that it was intuition, not random thought process. Ah, Amen. Yes, exactly. And, you know, again, too, if you have a spirit animal cat and you like having a cat and it's exciting to see it as a cat, have it be as a cat. But if someone says it has to be as a cat and if you don't know if it's the cat, then, you know, and I don't teach I mean, I teach about different kinds of spirit guides, sure. But the way that I've always understood it, like, is there a fact of the matter? Sure. <laughs> like, are we going to understand it from our human lens? No. Are they always presenting to us in a way that we can understand? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so it's a dance. However you want it to be is kind of how it is, unless it's coming from ego, right? And a lot of times, ironically enough, you know, our desire to understand who and what they are is coming from ego. And if it's not coming from ego, like sometimes there's archetypal energies that speak through me because there's some energy associated with that. There's there's also some different guides that sometimes identify themselves to me when I work, especially with other people. But ultimately, it's all an amorphous blob, <laughs> right? Yeah. And that's as it should be. And do you know how I know it's my guides? Oh, information is good. Yeah. It feels good. It guides me. It feels right. It is right. That's how I know. And that's how you know too, my beautiful friend. Yeah. So I love it. I'm glad that you posed that question at the end. And it brings us back to the beginning of knowing that who you are, what you do right now is enough. There's no perfect. And if there is a perfect, you know, you're already there. And trying to achieve perfection in that outside world by other people's metrics or what you believe is other people's metrics or your internalized metric, which you've learned from other people and societal conditioning, you know, that's what it's time to let go of because it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. And it can never, ever, 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 ever capture the magic, the beauty, the majesty of who and what you really are. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right, my friend, this has been a blast and a ball. I want to thank everybody for tuning in because this is so much fun and I get to do what I love to do. If you want a reading, not doing any more free ones on the show for a while, but I do do this for my living. So uh, check out Victoria Shaw Intuitive. You can go to a little thing. You can book a session there. You can also join us over in the Intuitive Connection Premier Community, which is our new membership group, super reasonable rate where you get bi-monthly teachings and group readings from yours truly. So that's another really fun way to connect. And again, the name of the game is really about tapping into your own wisdom and your own guidance. And I believe that the work that I do, the work that Janessa does, the work that we all put out there into the world when we're doing it right is helping ourselves and you connect with your own inner wisdom. So that is my joy. That is my honor to be able to do. And thank you all for tuning in and namaste. 
Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again and namaste. Hi, I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.